What's up guys? Friday morning, Portugal. Today's actually my last last session in Portugal. Um and then I go home tomorrow. Back to Belfast actually, which is pretty cool. Um I'm gonna stay in Belfast from this coming Saturday, obviously, when I fly back from um Portugal and then it looks like I'm gonna hang around for probably the best part of four weeks um, and then Total Sports has a, Total Sports have like a, a house you could say in um, Leuven, it's not really a house, it's like apartment blocks and stuff and um, I've actually never been there but um, a lot of the guys that I would train with up in Flagstaff when they come over to race in Europe that's where they're going to base themselves so looks like I'll hang around Belfast um, right through until yeah like pretty much the end of May um, and then I'll, I'll head off um, I've been emailing I've actually been emailing a few people and I don't mind telling you like how my brain works with this so um, obviously I'm going to go back and train in Belfast and I know something that I'm wary about and something Haas was wary about is like it's not altitude um so I always do my best to make when I when I trained there for London um in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, sorry, which I still believe was my best marathon. Um obviously it was a hot day and I came twelfth in the London Marathon. So like don't 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 even look at the time, right? It's it's just go look at like the elite field that started that day. And I think on paper, I was probably ranked with like 217.55. I might have been ranked like 25th that day on paper. Um, and and somehow I managed to um, come through the field and um, end up coming, um, yeah, whatever I came, 12th place, 2.6 or 2.15.55. Um, which is which is absolutely unbelievable. Like that that's the kind of thing like you know, that happens and even though it happened well it's coming up on a year ago now, I very rarely just sit there and think like, Holy shit, like I came twelfth in the London Marathon of all the people that start that race. And I think once you start cracking into like the top ten at major marathons, you know, you're <laughs> you're really good. Um and I've realized that, like, I think I'm actually already good enough to achieve that. Um, I think I'm already fit enough to achieve that. I think I know enough about my body to get myself into the sort of fitness that achieves that goal. But what's what the difficult part is, is getting to the next major marathon healthy, getting to the next major marathon without any issues. And if you – I keep telling you guys this, but if you go read – Meb's book or get the audible of Meb's book you're going to know what I'm talking about like um it sounds easy enough to get to the next marathon but look things just come up like crises in life um injuries illnesses like um you know you you don't realize it but you picked something up in your last marathon and you had no idea that you were going to carry that for such a long period of time for example into your next marathon blocks of training and blah 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 um yeah it's it's 
it's a really interesting thing. Um, just trying to get to that next marathon um, healthy. I'm just looking around my kitchen to decide what I should have for breakfast. I think I'm just going to have some toast. Actually, here's a half a banana. Let's have half a banana and some coffee. Um, yeah, so that's how you got to look at it. Um, it's pretty damn tough. And like I say, I think the main battle, actually, I'm not having that half a banana. It doesn't look too healthy. Um, that's in the bin. All right, let me just drink some coffee and do my podcast, and then I'll worry about breakfast. All right, so now, like I said, a couple of things. One of my best build-ups was London. That was in Belfast. Um, it doesn't surprise me. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, I, I keep going back to the Allen thing, saying, you know, when you're a happy athlete, you're a, you're a, a good athlete and a tough athlete to compete against. And um, you, when you are happy, it's easier, no matter the weather, no matter the run, no matter the training session, if you're happier, and let's say you need to go do, it's windy, it's raining, and you're, you're, you're in Belfast, it's windy, it's raining, and you've got to go do this really hilly run, and it's really tough. But, you know, if you've spent the day before with your family and had a lovely meal, and, and like this Sunday I'm going to take my little brother and sister to the cinema, and, you know, it's far easier to, to get that run done. In compared with, you know, if you're just not as happy with where you went training or whatever. Um, so, no, so that's um, that's a pretty cool thing. But, yeah, like I said, Belfast is where I prepared for London. Um, I think it can always be a really great place to train. Um, I think I've just often struggled there because, uh, I mean, it's it's not just the socializing. It's not just, like, maybe, like, nights out and drinking. Um, it's more like losing my routine when I'm there, um, losing focus sometimes, losing discipline, so changing training. The, the weekend I did two races, two days in a row, you know, like even though that may have contributed to a solid day at London, I think it just showed I was pretty fit and pretty ready. Um, but also like that can be quite destructive. For that for that reason, London might not have existed, for example, you know. Um, so all little things like that are interesting. But anyway, back to my point. Let me tell you about what I've been doing. So I emailed the physiologist um, that I work with, uh, Richard McCann, at uh, Sports Institute Northern Ireland. Um, and I, I basically ask, I run a few things by him. I say to myself, all right, I'm going to be home for a month, so um, it might be worth getting some testing done. Um, and instead of like... Instead of like losing a training day to do some testing, we kind of just, we we do testing to make it a training day. So we'll probably do like six or eight by a mile, for example. Um, the first three or four reps. So I do like five, six to eight times five minute reps. Um, and the first three or four are probably only going to be at like 5.20 pace, 5.10, five minutes. And so there's not a huge training benefit to those, but certainly when I go 448, 444, 440, you know, there, there's a there's a little bit of a training effect of those mile reps. Um, so that's always useful. And um, so that's the first thing I said, you know, if this is going to be a four week period, why don't we get a like a base test on the first week I'm home um, and then even a follow up test four weeks later. Um, and there, there's a couple of, you know, I I like living outside the world of assumption. Um, before London Marathon, 
I did a lot of testing, um, maybe every two weeks or something I was in the lab doing testing. Um, and, and it was just, it was nerve. I was fucking nervous. Like, you know, you're, you're in every two weeks, you're, you're 10 days out from London Marathon and you know that this test could like boost your confidence or it could take away from your confidence. And I'm nervous. And, and then like the results come back and they're really good. And then I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, you're not the old Steven anymore. Like the old Steven would have partied. He would have missed training he would have changed training. The new Stephen does what he's told, does the training, gets it done, does it well. And so when you go back three weeks later for another test, chances are it's going to be far better. Um, and that's what we've seen. Um, and like I said, I like living outside that assumption world. Everybody assumes they're better prepared for a marathon. Um, I mean, my, my lactate proved it. We did eat by a mile. We did the eat by a mile at 5.20 pace for one of them. And then I think it was like 510 for the next one because we thought marathon pace would be somewhere somewhere in between. Um, and and we didn't just want to do three-minute stages, so we did five-minute stages and we did eight of them. Um, and then towards like the sixth, seventh, you know, it was it was actually great to see like the lactate was staying the same. So by switching pace, which is going to happen, you're going to go from 520 to 510, there wasn't there wasn't a lot happening underneath the surface in the blood lactate or whatever um, that was going to then affect race day. So that was really cool. Um, we also got an idea that I should be able to run the, most of the marathon around 167 heart rate, I think it was, um, which again, pretty cool. Um, even though it was really hot at London, so my heart rate was a bit higher. Um, at least we sort of knew roughly. Um, so no, all things like this, pretty cool. Um, that's not the only thing I asked Ricky for. Um, I actually was really keen on using an underwater treadmill. Um, Sports Institute don't have one, but they do have an Alter-G, which is very similar. Um, so the underwater treadmill that I was interested in is broke and needs fixing. Um, so I, I, I can't use that. Um, but I did inquire then about the Alter-G at the Institute. Like, you know, I, I'm well aware running the Sea level isn't as beneficial as run at altitude. Not take bloods aside. Let's not even talk about bloods. Like let's just talk about um, fitness. And because your because your heart rate would be higher once you're once you're pretty fit. Like I'm fit. Um, if I run if I run six thirty per mile pace at altitude, my heart rate's going to be ten to fifteen beats higher than what it's going to be in Belfast at that sort of speed. So what you have, what you find is you end up having to run too fast to get the heart rate up. Um, obviously, I, what I might do is like add in slightly hillier runs, not too hilly that all of a sudden I'm going to pick up problems because I'm running on hills every day. But um, maybe like some days of the week, I have specific days where it's a hillier run, etc., etc. Um, and that gets the heart rate up a bit more. But to substitute the fact that the heart rate isn't up a bit more, to substitute the fact that on a, on a daily basis, the heart rate might average 15 to 20 beats lower. And I mean for the entire day, just because you're at sea level and not altitude. Um, I thought doing maybe two or three sessions on the Alter G per week. Um, so I'm going to run my usual 90 to 95 mile a week. Um, but I think the three sessions on the Alter G um, might be enough. On the mileage thing, 
if the groin issue like seems a thing of the past, um, which it isn't quite there yet, but it's it's very close. Um, then maybe the mileage will go up to a hundred, not one hundred and ten, not one twenty, maybe just a hundred. Um, but we'll see. So that's kind of the plan. And um, I also, um, I I haven't told you guys this yet, but like you know, you know my opinion and where I was with the um the Garmin and the GPS, and and I kind of moved away from that, and um and it's not. I've used it sparingly. My my issue with Garmin and Polar was just I think just the accuracy was really starting to bother me. Um bother me because I know I'm gonna put a lot of emphasis on maybe like doing a tempo run and hitting a certain speed and, and then also like the confidence that may or may not come from that. Um but actually if the <laughs> if the device isn't useful then you know there's no I don't know, you might take the wrong message that day. You might take confidence when you shouldn't, and you might be negative when perhaps you shouldn't. Um, hang on. So that's like, so I was doing a bit of research. I'm going to cut a long story short. I was doing a bit of research, and I find that there's a, the, the, supposedly the most accurate, and some of you guys may or may not know this, the most accurate GPS was actually a foot pod. Um, and it's called Stride, S-T-Y, S-T-R-Y-D, um, and they're a company based in Colorado. I knew that because I reached out to them, um, and I thought I would just ask about the product, um, and, and, you know, I seen that advertised. No, I didn't see it advertised, sorry, when I Googled, and I, I seen all these reviews, um, and, you know, my, my Garmin was getting scores out of, like, 7 out of 10 and stuff, which is so feckin' useless for somebody that literally it's going to change their day if it reads faster or slower. And I was just tired doing the same loops and it coming up different or, you know, me wearing a garment, Steve wearing a garment and it coming up different or me wearing the polar Steve wearing a garment. And, you know, you know, I've done eight by a mile before with a guy. And if, if I ran on the inside and he ran on the outside, I can't remember which watch was faster. And then if we swapped, it like was the opposite, you know, that's just mental, absolutely mental. Um, so no, so I, I contacted this company and um, STRYD, they scored like nine and a half out of 10, which is, it was the highest of all GPS watches, which is, it's not a GPS watch, it's a foot pod, um, very, it seems pretty small. Um, anyway, so they got in touch, I got in touch, um, and I just inquired and, you know, the, <laughs> I, I emailed them last night and I said, you know, you've, you've restored my, my hope in humanity a little bit. And, and, you know, sometimes like, like I get really, I, I know I, I'm not a saint, not by any means, but I, I kind of just get annoyed at sometimes where we're at in life that like, you know, there, an argument occurred the other day or a disagreement over a hashtag on Instagram. And I, I find that fucking absolutely tragic, you know, like just a little bit of, a little joke on Instagram and, and, and people are arguing, you know, um, absolutely mental. Um, and, and then just other small things, you know, like, like for example, I, I wanted to move out of my Airbnb a bit earlier. I was going to go back to the UK on Tuesday. Um, and I, I sent over a request. And if you send over a request on Airbnb to refund some of the, the – basically refund some of the fare, right? And, I mean, I paid 650 quid to be in this place. Um, they had asked for 850 and I asked for a discount because I thought 850 was ridiculous. Um, 
and that was going to be like 65 quid a night or something whereas it ended up being like let's say 45 quid a night or something and and you know they wrote back to me and they said no like we did you a deal so we can't accept the refund um and then later i kind of found out that it wasn't actually the 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 people that showed me round and were really nice and really like like whatever you would say like just really nice really comforting um a lot of, had a lot of time to show me around and um they just manage it for somebody else and they basically just said that they're sorry that you know the person to manage it for just said absolutely not um and that because they'd already done me a deal and 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 i just responded and said you know you did me a deal but if i didn't move in you would have earned zero money so like yeah you did me a deal and you got 650 pounds because of that but if i hadn't moved in at all you would have ended up with zero so they look at it in that point of view rather than you you're already lucky to get a deal well actually they're already lucky i moved in at all because i was already in the hotel and i was only moving if it was a slightly better situation plus a decent deal um and 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 they responded and you know and they were really nice and said you know sorry and the owner blah 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 and i just said you know i wish i wish people like you know i wish people just looked out i i wanted to go home because i thought i could get more massage and i didn't realize our physio was staying out here until the friday so i i had my own shit going on athletics northern ireland had already paid for the hotel i had already paid for here i was going to have to pay to change flights and so i had all my own shit going on money wise and stuff like this and you know i wish the airbnb owner and i wish more people in the world would just think like this like you know this could really help him like what an extra 150 quid to me not a big deal and i've already profited 400 or 500 from him being there yeah why not like but you know they <laughs> he assumed he was doing me the favor and so there was no refund and blah 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 and i mean cut a long story short yeah like Anyway, I emailed these guys last night and I was just like, you know, like it, it, that was a really nice thing for them to do. Like they wrote back, they said, yeah, like, um, like we don't know what sort of support you'd be looking for, but yeah, maybe, maybe they'd be able to help me out and cut a long story short. Like I, I can't, you know, they, they, they went above and beyond to help me, um, including like, you know, the, the football itself and, um, uh, a Garmin watch, um, it's not even it's not even linked to their company but they they just i mean i guess they just decided to to help me out a little bit and 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 if you are listening like you know if i i'm gonna review it a bit in a couple of days or whatever i think i'll I'll get to try it out maybe on like next week or middle of next week when i'm doing something pretty productive i suppose you could say um it will be quite useful when i do the threshold testing because usually i don't um usually i don't get to like upload that anywhere or see of that anywhere because it's just on the treadmill but that'll be quite useful um but yeah like i, I would i would definitely recommend if it's a good thing to, to research it to look it up um and, and perhaps if it's something that you'd be interested in if you run on trails or if you run under forestry and or if you find your garment a little bit on off i mean it's just an additional thing you know it, you, you add it to what you already have which is useful um I think it works best with Garmin, and I don't have a Garmin at the minute because I lost mine. Um, I think the reason it works best with most Garmins is because they they allow you to still do your run, which will show you a map on Strava, etc., etc., or Garmin Connect, or so you'll still have a map. But the Stride sensor it 
it overrides the distance, so you get a far more accurate distance and speed. Supposedly, the pace feature works far better. So if you guys know a Garmin and you're doing a fartlek, let's say, and you switch from your recovery speed to the fast speed, and like you know what Garmin's like, it, it goes all over the place. It'll say 850 pace, and then it'll say 330 pace, and then it'll say 415 pace. And you know when you finish a run and it tells you your max speed was 405 per mile, and you're thinking, you know, I did an easy run at 730 pace. My max speed was not 405 per mile. Um, apparently, it's far more accurate. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm just I'm just already being <laughs> nice about this company because, like, you know, I, I – I don't. I never reach out to people. Like I, I'm not one to like ask that often. Um, recently, I've tried thinking about um, like supplements. Um, I, I really need to up my nutrition game a little bit when it comes to like pre-workout and post-workout and during. Um, I use Martin for the marathon, but really that's because the only that's the only company that's ever approached me to to help me out. Um. And it's one less worry in the build-up that I don't have to buy the balls. I don't have to buy the product. Um, but, yeah, so if anybody knows any supplement companies that might want to help an old bugger like me out, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I, was really, I was really grateful of these guys, like, to, to just be so accommodating. And that doesn't mean I want everybody that listens to my podcast to start emailing these guys um, looking for uh, – a food pod and you know i don't know maybe maybe they don't get heaps of people reaching out or certainly like you know i am qualified for world champs and two standards and um you know i i'm i am the fastest marathon runner in ireland maybe for the last eight to ten years or something like that so like it's not it's not like i'm any old joke just emailing in like um or any old like you know like it, i i reckon people email companies all the time asking 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 and and which is why i don't like to do it um i don't don't like to um like reach out all the time because like these companies are businesses and they need to make money and um but i actually at first i reached out in uh i i had already been looking them up on ebay believe it or not um and so i reached out and i didn't even mention that i just said like you know do they work with the – I couldn't really find anywhere online about the Polar Vantage V or whatever if they work with it because um, I've just found the GPS very sloppy on the Vantage V. So I kind of wanted to see if I could add something to it to sort of – because it's an absolutely amazing watch except for the fact that the GPS is a bit wonky um, and very inconsistent. So I I got in touch and and they, they like I said it just developed from there and I my email last night to them was that I was overwhelmed with how just generous they'd been and um they maybe they started looking up my results after to see if I was actually twelfth in London Marathon and tenth in Houston you know like maybe because I was being so nice back but I don't know um yeah and I I truly was I was very grateful I thought that, you know that was a really nice thing they did like I thought they just had garments lying about their office and. The email that I got back was that they had just went and bought me one. And I, I honestly, it blew my mind. I was, I was shocked. I was like, fair play. Like, that's a really, really nice thing to do. Um, I reached out to Garmin before not long ago. And they, I mean, the reply was probably what most people get. It was just like, nah, sorry. We, we're not choosing to help, um, right now. Um, and that's usually the response of most, um, 
but yeah, like so supplements. I need. Uh, I, I've I've been looking up Healthspan. I think Healthspan is like batch tested, and and there's no chance of like there being traces of anything else and anything that you get. Um, another another thing I do want to chat about is I I wear the Whoop wristband. And and it's it's a, it's absolutely terrific. I mean terrific. If I I don't even know if they do them in the UK, so it's hard for me to push them. But it's it's absolutely amazing. And so I read a article last night. They had a guy do a blog or whatever, and I it got emailed to me, and it was about the Boston Marathon and and how to improve your sleep quality. And and one of the things I did read was like this cannabis oil, so like CBD oil. I'm going to actually talk to my nutritionist about it. Um. It's totally legal. It's not like it's not like marijuana or anything like this. It doesn't make you high, um, nothing like that. And and you can either rub it in or you can like do drops under your tongue. I think I read. Or but anyway, this website Healthspan does it, and apparently it's really good instead of like uh, ibuprofen or to kind of help with inflammation. But inflammation always help also helps muscle recovery, um, not just injuries or, or not just masks injuries. You could say, um. But yeah, anyway, so I read as part of this article, it said you shouldn't eat within two or three hours of bed. Um, you know, try to stay off your phone at night. If you do some reading or meditating, it's supposed to really help your sleep. Um, anyway, I did all three. And my sleep cycle app said I had a 98% sleep quality night, eight hours, didn't really fidget as much. And my whoop recovery, I was like 56% recovered yesterday. Today I'm like 88% because my heart rate variability went up a lot and my rest and heart rate went down to like 43 maybe. Yesterday it was 50 and my sleep quality was 70%. And I, I genuinely believe I had one beer in the pub. I had a late night meal. So I probably had a beer in the pub at 8 o'clock. We had dinner at probably like, I'm probably still eating at 9 o'clock. I came home at 9.45 and had the rest of a bar of chocolate that I had in the fridge, sat on my phone, and then went to bed at about half ten. So the two and a half hours before bed were just very sloppy, and I woke up feeling exhausted, and I was like 56% recovered, 70%, you know, sleep quality, and it's it's crazy. Like, that's not that bad a night. Like, I had a bloody one pint in the pub. A, a late night dinner and a, a small bit of chocolate when I got home. It was probably a bit more than a small bit of chocolate, but it wasn't a full bar, or um, and and it really affects your sleep. So it's it's amazing that um, little differences, little changes can really make big differences. Is what I'm gonna say. Um, so there you go, guys. I've been really good with my rehab. Oh, I did a my my tempo on Tuesday went real good. It was like threshold. It was about. 10 to 15 seconds per mile quicker than the last threshold that I did around that same loop. And if you remember the last threshold around that same loop, it came after the jet lag, it came after the food poison. And I think I was already over the jet lag, but then the food poison, like, you know, I'd made this big effort to get over jet lag, staying awake, going to sleep at certain times. And then all of a sudden a day later, you've got food poison and you're sleeping for like 18 hours. It doesn't help. Um, but maybe I think I did eight miles and averaged about five, between 5.10, mostly between 5.10 and 5.15. Um, but I, I mean, in terms of the loop, I was just doing a lap of the honey farm, it's called. And I was sitting at like between 7.20 and 7.25 per lap every time. It was perfect. It was just like like a metronome. And I doubled on the bike and um, it was really cool, really good day. I just sat at, 
I kept repeating to myself, Kipchoge, 80%, and little things like that, and just made sure I didn't over-push in that. Um, and to put it into perspective, this is the wrist heart rate, so I don't know how accurate it is, but I think my average heart rate was 160 based on the wrist, and I raced on the marathon at like 170, which is I do wear a strap when I'm racing the marathon. So it might be a little bit off, but I'm pretty sure I was running very within myself. Um and that gives me a lot of confidence. So all I, all I need is for this groin to get a bit stronger and settle down a bit more. And, and I think things are going to be in a really good place. Um, so, yeah, look, all the best, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, hope you're all having a, a, a pretty good week yourselves. Um, hope you find something useful in all my mumbling. Um, but, yeah, look, take care. Bye-bye-bye for now.